everyone. Welcome back to Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. If you're returning, thank you for coming back. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan. Because truth be told, most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason. And here we delve into those reasons. I am so thrilled and excited because this week we have someone that you've probably heard of if you've seen a little pandemic horror movie in the last year called Host or you've been on horror Twitter. I am, of course, talking about the writer and executive producer of Host, Jed Shepard. I saw Host when it first came out in, I think, March 2020, and I wanted to get him on the podcast so badly, so I was incredibly grateful that he was able to carve out time to chat with me about how he got into horror movies, his favorite subgenres, and what he's working on now, among other things. So we also chatted about his favorite found footage horror movies, his favorite movies with seances in them, and his horror short, Salt. We talked for a while, and he was just as nice as he seems online when he's interacting with horror fans all over the world on Twitter, so it was really a blast to to shoot the shit with him for a little while. One last thing before we get into this episode, if you love the show and haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, I'd be so incredibly grateful if you could take a second to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review, it's so appreciated, as it really helps people find us. I think I've rambled enough, so let's get into this conversation with Jed Shepard. Hey everyone, welcome back. Thanks for joining this week's episode. This week I'm joined by the co-writer and executive producer of the 2020 Shutter Smash hit host. I'm pretty sure he's the busiest person in the world right now because he never sleeps and he's always hosting rooms on Clubhouse and making movies with Blumhouse. So I'm incredibly grateful that he was able to make the time to talk with me. So without further ado, let's bring on Jed Shepard. Hey Jed, how are you? Hey Alison, I'm good, thank you. Good to see you. Uh, and good to see your cat Benny behind you wherever he is. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for being here. Do you want to start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself if they slept through 2020 and didn't see host? <laughs> uh, yeah sure. Um, so my name is Jed Shepard. I'm writer, producer, sometimes director of uh, a bunch of things. You probably know me best for host which came out last year um, and yeah I'm just just trying my best to to fly the horror flag and uh, i've got a whole bunch of like horror projects lined up which we can talk about later if you want yeah um, but yeah that, that's basically me just, <laughs> just simple really awesome uh so first things first what's your favorite scary movie wow okay so um my favorite movie of all time is also my favorite scary movie it's a 1984 film called night of the comet i don't know if you've okay. seen it but i it's, haven't it's on, heard of it it's, yeah, it's it's either it's always on like Netflix or, or Amazon, but it's basically about these two sisters who uh, survive the end of the world, and uh, instead of kind of fighting the zombie apocalypse, they go to the mall and just raid it and dance around to girls just want to have fun, and that's pretty <laughs> much what I would do I think if it was the end of the world. So, um, yeah, that's my favorite film. The dialogue is really really cool. Directed by a guy called Tom Eberhardt. Um, and the cast is Kelly Maroney, who's often in my clubhouse rooms, and also Catherine Mary Stewart, who's also in my clubhouse rooms. So it's really cool to kind of speak to my favorite, well, the actors from my favorite film, like every single week. It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, I I think I had that on my list of things to watch to prepare for this interview, but I just did not have a chance. Oh, nice. <laughs> I watched I, I, your I shorts it. and stuff. So yeah. I mentioned that film a lot in like interviews and, and podcasts and stuff, Night yeah. of the Comet. Um, 
yeah but oh but don't i mean not not a lot of people have watched it to be honest which is a shame but uh yeah it's, it's, I, it's fun i did watch i watched about half of ghost watch because i know oh, that nice. host had yeah. been um compared to it and i know that you yeah. really loved it so yeah yeah it, i, I felt watch. like i had seen like i had seen it before because i'd seen because i've seen the conjuring too and it's kind of the same it story is, yeah same vibe so, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so how did you first fall in love with the horror genre so um i mean this may sound like a fake origin story but this is like deadly true um my my mum's from philippines and uh i don't know if you know any filipino people but they are very much into the supernatural they believe in ghosts they believe in monsters they believe in creatures and not just as some kind of intangible monster or like something you can't see and touch or from stories they believe that you interact with them every day you could possibly run into like a werewolf, werewolf type creature or stuff like that um so yeah i would just hear about all these stories about my my mom generally says that she's seen a werewolf so yeah growing up i was always conscious and told by my parents that there are creatures around so i would just always go to the library and and, and read as many books as i can about and this is like a little kid like five six seven <laughs> read books about monsters and creatures and short stories and then um i discovered that i could watch them like live action on film um and a, a friend's brother lent me a vhs of uh nightmare on elm street and i think i also got evil dead 2 of him as well so i watched that as a kid and i was just blown away that people were making movies about these creatures and no one in my class had kind of really seen them before except for me so I didn't really have anyone to speak to so it kind of like became um it was less about entertainment more about it was a survival technique watching these films because if like my mum says that these monsters are real I need to know how to kill them how to avoid them so that's right at the start like horror was life for me and just continued ever since like now I know that they're not real um but still it's still really exciting for me to to watch a film and just be scared of a creature and and try and figure out how, how would I deal with this creature myself <laughs> that's awesome that was actually my second question is because I heard you say on another podcast that you grew up with a mother who just believed that this was everyday stuff did yeah that, did all of that stuff scare you growing up or were you pretty much like no this is just whatever I think right at the start yeah um you, you're always scared of the unknown and and things you just don't quite understand but I think when I fully understood what all of these creatures and ghosts meant in stories they were usually metaphors and just ways to pass down stories horror stories about things that have happened from generation to generation and sometimes it's easier to package it in the form of a monster than kind of say what the what's really up so um when i realized that monsters weren't real ghosts weren't real um and i stand by that by the way <laughs> i don't think they're not real um <laughs> I, I just lost all fear for them but i was still I'm still very much interested in uh, mythology and urban legends and stories that are passed down um, in, in cultures. It, like, honestly, my, my, my YouTube history and my internet history, it's just me like finding about, about creatures and mythologies from different places in the world. Um, and I think because I am very skeptical about monsters, it means that I have no fear in writing about them and talking about them because 
a demon's not going to get me because I don't I don't believe in demons. <laughs> so, so I can just write and do whatever I want, which I think is really helpful. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my questions too. Is do you believe in ghosts? Since you wrote a movie about a Zoom seance that goes wrong. No, I don't believe in. Well, I don't believe in in super, ghosts are supernatural. Um, I actually I I will tell you exactly what ghosts are if if you want to hear. I have a theory, yeah. and genuinely, this is what ghosts are. I figured it out. So, and this is an exclusive. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to tell you what ghosts are. Ah. <laughs> so, right. So they've done experiments. Like, so in the UK, a lot of ghosts were seen. It's it's an, it's an old country, and you always get ghosts in in like big manor houses or like big empty buildings, and it's always these old buildings. And you never see, you never see a ghost in like the local supermarket or in your actual house or at a football match or something. It's always in these big castles, these big mansions. And you just have to think, why, why those places? And this is the reason. So uh, the reason is in those big places, they sound um, is obviously something you can't see is intangible. But in these big buildings, they have the pipes that they have there uh, resonate a certain sound mixed with the acoustics of a place that big. It generates it, it, it generates a sound that you can't hear with, with human hearing, uh, but it's below 20, and it is a little bit technical, but it's below 20 hertz. So it's just um, below human he hearing, but your body can still feel that sound and it feels it in, the, in your eyes, in like your retinas, and also in your optical nerve, which leads to your brain. So even though you can't hear it, your body and your, uh, and your brain can feel it. And it, it needs to do something with that information. So what it does is it makes images appear in the corner of your eyes and it converts, your optical nerve converts that frequency, that vibration into images. So, and this has been replicated by the way. Um, so. <laughs> When you, um, and, and, and those kind of below 20 hertz sounds, they can be used as a weapon because like you won't know it's coming and it'll just make your brain explode basically. But yeah, so ghosts are essentially a sound frequency below human hearing around 20 to zero um, hertz. Um, that's my theory because that's the only time you ever see, see these ghosts. Um, but yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. That is very technical. That is not what I was expecting you to say, but that is really, <laughs> yeah. that is really interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I still want to believe in ghosts, but you make a pretty convincing show me, case. Show me, show me one picture of a ghost. That, there have like, been pictures. There, have been, there definitely have been pictures. I've seen them in books. I mean, a friend, a friend of mine showed me a picture. A couple of, I told this to my friend what ghosts, I think ghosts are. They show, he showed me a picture that his mum took uh, and it's interesting. It's a picture of a man kind of in the distance with his head turned around the other way. And I'm just like, that is freaky. What is going on there? And I, like, I don't think it's a ghost, but I think something's going on with that camera or something's going on. Something's going on, but it's not a ghost. I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, wow, okay, that's really interesting. And that's the kind of thing that interests me. I would love to be proved wrong. Like, I would love there to be ghosts. It would make the world so much more interesting um but there, there's a reason we've never properly verified a ghost there's no verified photo of a ghost no verified by science photo of um video of, of a ghost there's unexplained things of course but like 
there's like in all the time with all the cameras we have we have cameras going on like london is the most cctv kind of yeah. like linked place in the world not once has there been a ghost there why, why is that it's <laughs> have you ever spent a night in like a haunted sanatorium or anything um i haven't i would love to it's funny um i don't know if i'm spoiling something here but like fangoria i was speaking to fangoria the other day they want me to spend the night they want to fly me to america and make me spend the night in a um overnight in a spirit halloween uh well they might have been joking but i would totally do it if they if they were really serious about uh making me spend the night in in a spirit halloween and all i could eat is the sweets there um <laughs> yeah i'll do it but no but no i haven't i haven't spent the night anywhere haunted i'd love to though you should there I... there are so many haunted places in london like go somewhere so i so i used to <laughs> so i used to do this radio show and um it was a new music radio show but like you get bored just playing like these these new bands all the time so i kind of turned it into a new music show stroke supernatural show which which the radio station didn't like at all but i would i'd be they were like who's your guest on this week and i'd be like oh just these four guys are they in a band no they're the essex ghost hunters and they're like why why do you have them on your new music show just like i just thought it'd be cool so so these essex ghost hunters they, they came in and they um they kind of show people around spooky locations in, in, in the UK, spend the night there as well. And one of them it gets possessed by whatever spirit is in the in spooky building they're staying in. And he kind of, he, and that spooky thing speaks through him. Mm-hmm. And so I, so I planned something for the show. So I said, um, when I first emailed him to come on the show and I said, Look, there's like people have been saying there's something up in this studio, in the in the radio station studio. Um, they say they seen it. They seen like a little girl. Her name's Amelia, and um, like I don't know when she died, but like I think she. People said that she like she seems like she's like dripping with like like water. Like maybe she drowned. And I said that in the email. So when he came into the studio. I was like, can you, can you, can you channel anything, any ghosts through you? So he's like, I'm getting a little girl called Amelia. She drowned nearby. Um, she's not, she's not scary. She's, and I, I made up Amelia. I made her completely up. So that kind of, that kind of, so that, that confirmed for me, like what these things are, like, like people need to make a living. So f- fair enough, but, uh, and it's entertaining, but, I, I I find it really difficult to believe um, in the supernatural unless I have proof. Just show me proof, and I'll, I'll be the first one to raise my hand and go, "Cool, I'll believe." <laughs> All right. Well, if anyone out there has proof, send it send it to Jed on Twitter. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre? Uh, oh, it's just entertaining, isn't it? And I think everyone lo- I think everyone loves being scared. Like. Even though I don't believe in ghosts, I, I am still freaked out by like weird things and like weird noises, um, and like I love being scared with, with, with horror movies as well. Like, for instance, in Hereditary, like when you hear that clicking sound, um, I'm not, I don't want to give any spoilers, but you hear a clicking sound, that is terrifying. Yeah. That is terrifying. Um, or like in I don't know in The Exorcist, like when you when you see like Pazuzu or 
or anything like that. You, there, there's like there's something like with, in a human biology which it's like a fight or flight response. Like you see something, you either want to fight it or you, you want to run away from it. So, um, so yeah, I just, I just, I just, it's like being on a roller coaster. I just like my adrenaline pumping. Uh, I just like the feeling of of, of being scared. Um, that's why I'm constantly watching watching horror movies just to chase that high and find something that actually scares me because I, I really want stuff to scare me and if I can't then I'll make it myself and try to scare other people nice um I I rewatched host for a third time two nights ago and I have to say it's it holds up even after two prior watches and I was covering my eyes during during certain parts because I was like oh uh, it's scary like honestly like that it freaks me out sometimes when I watch it like because of course they're my friends and I don't want them to be hurt so like when I when I see bad things happen to them I'm like oh my god <laughs> like what have we done this is bad um but but yeah like and they're the, the ladies from host they firmly believe in ghosts like f- they believe in the supernatural so so much um so yeah so, so they do get scared <laughs> I, I would have been scared too <laughs> Um, so I know that in the UK you had the videos nasties list for a, a long time. Have mm-hmm. you seen all of the movies that are on that list? I I believe I have. Yeah, um, I um, an ex girlfriend of mine had a podcast where she went through every video nasty and reviewed it. So I, I was watching it at the same time. So um, the yeah, it's 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 a cool. It's basically it's just a cool watch list. It's a, <laughs> I mean, not all the films are great, but they're definitely worth a watch. And they definitely, some of them definitely don't deserve to have been kind of like banned or be, be on that list because some of them are very tame. Like which um, ones? So The Evil Dead was on that list. Oh, wow. Huh. Um, yeah. I mean, there are some on there that were like a little bit kind of close to the bone, like Cannibal Holocaust, yeah. um, because there's real animal yeah. cruelty in there. So I can understand that. But some of the houses are just like like slashes, like um, I think don't don't go in the don't go in the house or house by the cemetery is one of them as well. Very tame um, compared to like stuff we watch now. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's, it is a really good list to kind of like just tick off and just say you, you've watched them all. And <laughs> um, I collect VHS as well, so I have a lot of them on 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 the original VHS that they eventually got released in. Um, but yeah, how about you? Have you have you watched many of them? No, I I probably have seen none of them. I have seen Evil Dead. Okay. Um, but I yeah I won't watch Cannibal Holocaust because of the animal abuse and everything. Oh yeah yeah I mean it, it it's it's for the best really. To to be quite honest, besides the animal abuse stuff, it's relatively tame compared to the stuff now because when they ju- when they're about to show something horrific they often kind of turn away a little bit mm-hmm. um except for the animal cruelty which which is very yeah. very weird um but yeah if, if animal cruelty um even in that context is is, is something that will will you won't like i mean nobody likes that but yeah yeah it's, it's on amazon amazon prime if you did want to watch it though uh yeah i might just watch uh green inferno instead because there was no animal cruelty yeah well like about i don't know six or seven of the video nasty this had had the word cannibal in it and basically if you had the word cannibal in your film you were going to get on that list um 
So it's like Cannibal Ferox, Cannibal Apocalypse. <laughs> um, what else? Like obviously Cannibal Holocaust, Cannibal Man. Um, so yeah, I, I, I guess <laughs> you need to change the name of your film uh, back then. If if but people loved the Cannibal movies. There's Italian Cannibal movies back then. There were a lot. There were a lot of them. Yeah, that's not that's not my thing. That and vampire movies. I don't want to see somebody sucking somebody else's blood. That's just. I was vamp- vampires. Uh, oh, out for you, you yeah that. i've watched a couple of them like i've seen don't let me in and let the right one in and okay the vampire and i'm mm-hmm. just i'm just not into i don't want to see you sucking somebody's blood it's kind of gross <laughs> yeah. i did see um let the right one in when they staged it at, um off broadway in new york like six years ago it was really yeah. cool like it came over from the uk or scotland or something so it was very oh, awesome nice, nice. yeah yeah uh, but speaking of theater in the UK, have you ever been to see The Woman in Black? I have, yeah. Oh, now, that. that is scary. That is, live theater is incredibly scary because you, you feel like in danger. Um, so Woman in Black is incredible in the theater. And actually, I loved I loved the, the Daniel Radcliffe Woman in Black. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I, it too. And that was scary. And, I, and there was a, a TV movie version in like the early 90s, which I thought was pretty good as well. But uh, yeah, Woman in Black Two was not good as well. Though. I didn't see it because I didn't. Yeah, good give that a miss. But um, <laughs> yeah, in the in the in the, in the theatre in, in London in the West End, they've had they've had some great ones. They've had um, some ghost stories was another one, with um, w- which was really really scary as well, which got made into a film. Um, they had the Exorcist theatre production a few years back. Oh, I remember that. I wanted to see that so badly. It was it was very very well staged, like the transitions between like Africa and and um, America, very good. Um, then there is um, there was one just called I think it was called hashtag horror or just horror, hmm. and that one one wasn't so good, but they 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 did try their best. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I, th- I think like live horror in theaters is definitely something I'd love to explore in the yeah. future somehow. Yeah, I I've always thought that maybe Hereditary could be staged really That's well. That's a good show, yeah. Because it's very dark and ominous, and I yeah. I don't know. I just feel like you could you could replicate that in a theater. So yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good one, actually. I wonder. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, yeah start, it's quite start contained. It. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sure Ariaster's probably gonna do gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I I know you've spent the entire last year and a half answering questions about host but i just have a couple of questions before we yeah. get on to the rest of them show sure, that anything you want this is just um a quick one is the quarantine movie whatsapp group still going strong yes yes it is yeah um yeah the quarantine movie club yeah it is uh we so obviously like yeah as you as you probably know like i started at, at the start of lockdown in like february last year and um to watch films every day and we'd run out of films to watch um and then it just turned into a making host uh what's that group but yeah again like it's still going strong like we talk every single day on it we just post stupid memes and like mm-hmm. drop links to things um but yeah like quite often like recently because like besides the people that made hosts there are a few people in that in there that didn't make host just a few people so like it must must have been really weird for them to just be like oh we're like one of five people who who didn't make hosts in this group um 
but but yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just same people, just same people. Gemma, Emma, Rob, <laughs> producer. Yeah, all the crew. That's um, awesome. We we never talk about host over there. We never ever <laughs> ever talk about host in there, which is weird. <laughs> I'm sure you've already talked about it in every way possible. Plus, you made yeah. it. So yeah, yeah. What more so is there to say? True, it's true. It's that true. movie we made was really awesome. We were really awesome in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we did used to kind of like post every like news article about us and stuff, but like, yeah, it it got it got too crazy. Like, so yeah. it was, we just stopped doing it. <laughs> So I know you said in your interview with the Poundcast that the women and host were not horror fans, um, but you made them watch horror movies to prepare. So two questions. What movies did you make them watch? And are any of them converts now? Yeah. So, um, so for, so Emma, we made watch the Blair Witch Project because like her scene under the blanket was a little bit like Heather's in Blair Witch Project. And, and, and also like she hadn't watched Blair Witch Project before and, the others had and obviously obviously there was project is very influential on on host and also just in general um i don't know if you listened to my interview with eduardo sanchez the the writer director of of blair witch but yeah that that was really cool he just wanted to talk about host the entire time um and i was like forget about host you made the blair witch project um so yeah so blair witch project we made them watch uh we also we watched uh, Paranormal Activity 3, which was a big influence on us uh, for host. Um, I think they watched Ghost Watch as well. Um, I'm trying to think what other films. We watched a lot of films. As part of the Quarantine Movie Club, we watched a lot of films, but just before host, we watched a lot of horror films. But again, they weren't big horror fans. But post-host... Uh, Emma, I think Emma was the only one who was a little bit of a horror fan, but post-host Gemma did watch a whole load. She also wrote lots of the classics, um, and yeah, and and Emma's still what like what she's going to the cinema to watch like horror things. I think yesterday she or two days ago she watched Saw, uh, Spiral. Um, so yeah, I'm trying, and and because they they they're doing like they're doing my game as well, so like they they're kind of like horror icons now a little bit so yeah. it's good th- for them to know to know a little bit about it <laughs> that's so cool um what are your favorite movies that involve seances that aren't host wow okay it involves seances so i really like um what do i like good question there's a new film coming out quite soon called seance uh five british girls uh doing a seance i don't know where they got that idea from but i'm looking forward to that <laughs> that's coming out very soon i saw the trailer for the other day and i was like what <laughs> interesting um what other ones um i don't know actually I, like a, hmm. I, 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 uh, let me have a think on that and it'll come back okay. to me <laughs> seance uh, films yeah it'll come back to me all right cool um, I know you said Blair Witch was very influential. Um, I like Blair Witch a lot and I appreciate what it's done for the genre. And I saw it when I was 13 in theaters, like the first month that it came out, I never found it scary. Host is so much scarier. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, were you scared by the Blair Witch Project when you first saw it? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I was actually. Yeah. The, um, 
the end, the whole end sequence is so freaky to me. And like, yeah, have a listen to like my podcast is called Jed Talks, and and me and Eduardo Sanchez are just like <laughs> geeking out over each other's films. Um, because he, he was like, oh yeah, that bit in Host where this happened, and I was like, Eduardo, we we just straight up copy the Blair Witch Project. What are you talking about? We just you you guys made the template. Um, but yeah, no, the Blair Witch Project is genuinely one of my favorite films of all time. I, it's the best found footage movie. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I prefer the Blair Witch Project to Host. Um, <laughs> I know, I do. Like, like I, I love. I mean, I know, I know. Eduardo Sanchez would say he prefers host, but he says he can't watch the Blair Witch Project, but he loves host. He's watched it multiple times. Um, but for me, it's, it's very hard to beat the Blair Witch Project. Like, it's it's the perfect. It's got mythology behind it. Um, it was it was one of the initial ones that kind of blew up found footage, and um, yeah, it's it's really hard to beat Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Totally. Um, my friend Matt wrote the unofficial making of book about it. Oh, so Matt really Blasey, right? Blasey, Matt. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on this podcast a couple months ago. So oh, nice, his book nice. is really, really interesting. I really liked reading it. Oh, cool. Yeah, I need, I need to read that. Yeah, I, I know him just from Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so besides the Blair Witch Project, what are your favorite found footage movies? Ooh, okay. okay I can do this. Um, so I, I, I've got lots. Um, I really like Rick. Uh, right. I, I haven't seen, seen that yet, but I like I know what it is. So, uh, Rex cr- <laughs> Rex is crazy good. Uh, Lake Mungo is another one that's it was underrated, and then uh, post host in every interview we we talk about Lake Mungo as well. Yeah. So that's just been re released on Blu Ray in the UK. Um, I think we had something. We have, we, I think we had a little bit to do with like its, its resurgence, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I, I love Lake Mungo um paranormal activity three like i said why uh, number three why not one or two or four or five or six so three was made by the guys that make the tv show catfish and i just feel that they brought something to the genre that was different and it felt different and it felt interesting to me and some of the set pieces in, in part three are incredible and i don't think people realize how good part three is they all just think part one and then the rest of them they think are crap but part three is really there is a scene in the kitchen where the, the camera is on a fan and the fan is going left to right yeah. that scene is genius yeah um with a babysitter yeah it's genius yeah (laughs) and we were very very close to doing something exactly like that in host you did a little bit uh i'm not with a fan but with the with with the ghost sheet yeah 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 well that was more we we took that from a film called satan slaves uh this indonesian film um (laughs) we yeah that's straight out of that film i mean i know not a lot of people had seen that film up until then but yeah i was speaking to the filmmaker joko anwar the indonesian filmmaker the other day and like i've told him i told him on twitter like when we did i was like hey we're we're in the process of uh, stealing your your scare is that okay and he's like yeah fine go for it <laughs> and and he loves host as well uh, he's very proud that we took that scare from him he he tells his friends about it <laughs> um but um yeah, the the trick of putting the camera on the fan, that's the kind of ingenious things that 
like like I wish I'd thought of. Um, and yeah, just I think the fact that it's set in the eighties as well. It's just a little bit different than normal found footage films. Which reminds me, there's also a found footage film called the McPherson Tape, which actually came out in 1989 and a lot of people haven't seen it but it's crazy it is a vhs video of a kid's birthday party and unfortunately there's an alien invasion and aliens land and aliens attack the house (laughs) and this was made in 1989 and it was probably made for like 50 dollars but I I love how like cheap and cheerful it is, and then the filmmakers, the same filmmakers, they remade it about ten years later, for and they had a proper budget, but it, it just didn't. It lost all of its charm. I just liked them just having fun making it with their friends. Um, what else? Um, yeah, I mean that's that that's the kind of the the big ones. Um, that I, love. I think every 10 years there's a found footage film that comes out that people kind of like get behind like Blair Witch, Paranormal Activity, Host and then in another 10 years there'll be another one um, yeah. that someone will do no doubt. <laughs> uh, so Lake Mungo that was actually my next question because I heard you say in an interview that Lake Mungo was the scariest movie that you'd ever seen and I actually had just watched it a couple of days prior to talk about it on another nice. podcast oh, perfect. Um, it was gonna be it was a podcast about Australian horror and I did not oh, want to cool. watch the gore in um in Wolf Creek so I was like yeah. I'll do Lake Mungo because I also really like found footage so yeah. um, I did find it really creepy. I hear that a lot of people think that it's kind of like too slow and that nothing really happens, but I thought it was really eerie. And I love when they go back at the end and they show you the photos love again. It. Love it. So good. So why do you think it's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Um, I think it's because it's really disarming because when I first watched it, like, m- like most people, I didn't know what it was about. I, I knew it was a horror film, but I just, I didn't know what it was about. And I, and I think just how it's a slow burn, it just creeps up on you. The horror kind of creeps up on you. And when you, that part you mentioned, when you see the, the photos and they kind of like expand it and show you different areas of the photos you might have missed and you see things that are there, it's creepy as hell. It's almost like the first time that you watch, you watch the, the Ring or something. It just, it's really spooky. But then also it twists and turns and, and it becomes like, quite uplifting towards the end as well or right at the end um so yeah i mean maybe maybe i was being a little bit hyperbolic when i said that it was the scariest film i've ever seen but (laughs) it 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 definitely scared me a lot um a lot and it also reminded me a little bit of don't look now uh just with the child dying kind of uh, storyline and um and that's terrifying as well so um so yeah uh, it's, it's just a beautiful movie and and i hope I hope it never gets remade because I think it's perfect as it is. Yeah, I think with a bigger budget, they would ruin it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, <laughs> in your interview with the Filmmakers Podcast, you said that you don't want to consider yourself part of the horror industry. Has that changed in the last year? <laughs> I love that you've heard every interview of it. I've done. That's really cool. Um, oh, I love the Filmmakers Podcast. Um, so, well, sorry, what did I say to them? <laughs> you said you didn't want to consider yourself part of the horror industry. Mm, I I think I might have said I, I don't consider myself part of the film industry, oh, okay. um, which I don't. It's it's because I'm in the UK. I'm I'm not in LA. I don't go to the Hollywood parties I, at all. Like I 
it's like a, that's like another world to me. Um, I just I'm in the UK, just watching horror movies, hanging out with my friends, eating chips. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really think of myself like that. But I think if I ever move to LA, then I I might feel like I'm, I was part of the film industry. Um, there isn't really a, a horror film industry in the UK, to be quite honest. Horror isn't something that gets made here very much or or quality horror I, I would say um but we want to there's loads of amazing horror filmmakers out here we just don't get the funding to make that quality horror which is a shame um but yeah i just i don't feel part i just don't feel part of the film industry it's, it's almost like i'm not in it because I, I don't see it every day um I'm, I'm not hobnobbing with execs every day um Maybe one day I'll, I'll I'll feel like that, but at the moment I I like that I'm outside of it. It just gives it just means there's no pressure. I can just kind of do what I want. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> where are you? Where are you based? New York City. Oh, cool, nice. Yeah, so yeah, you should come to New York City if you don't want to go to LA. Come to True. New York City. Oh, I love New York. Yeah, I've got I've got lots of friends in New York, and um, I've been there a whole whole bunch bunch of times. Where whereabouts in New York are you? Um, I'm on the Upper West Side, so I'm like west of Central Park. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. Soon. But, but working with him is just awesome. His whole team, um, Zainab is, uh, is the head of Raimi Productions. She's incredible. Uh, just really, really nice people because my my view of Hollywood people, like just like get from films, like were very good. But now I've actually met some kind of good Hollywood people, then it's really changed my views. Like, and obviously Sam Raimi is is just incredible. Just you learn so much every time like you speak to him. Um, yeah, and he and he is just very much a film fan and a horror fan. And and yeah, he's just just as cool as you think he he might be. So yeah, they say don't meet your heroes, but like I have, and it was awesome. Now you're working with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah, and you're also working with Blumhouse to make some movies for them. So how is that? How is that going? And can you tell yeah. us anything about those films? I heard you say that um, one of them is going to be completely insane. So I don't want you to spoil that. But if you could tell us anything about the other ones, <laughs> yeah. The, um, I wonder where I said that. Said that, but like the um, yeah. So the first one, the first one that we're releasing with Blumhouse is compared to compared to Host, is it's, it's a whole it's a whole different kettle of fish. It's bigger, it's scarier, it's bolder. Um, we take loads more chances. Um, so maybe that's the, that's the insane thing that like we we're really. We're swinging for the fences where we really want to like go really really all out on this one um i'm so excited for people to see this because if you think we can do contained horror well like this is almost the opposite um this is us with uh kind of handcuffs taken off and and just doing exactly what we want um with a little bit more freedom a little bit more more budget and yeah i'm, I'm so excited for people people to see it it's it's going to be cool and again, and again it's we we did it the way we made host um we did it um with people we know people we like and um yeah it's um excited hopefully i, I think it's going to come out this year 
Um, okay, I don't cool. actually know. But, is there a um, title yet? Yes, there is, but like we, we can't. Okay. We can't say because I'll tell you why. Because if if I say the title, you will genuinely work out what the entire movie is about based okay. on the title. Um, because it's one of those titles where we can't believe nobody's used it before, but it's so evocative and you'll just think, oh wow, okay. It's like like when I came up with um, Zoom Seance as the the pitch for yeah. for host. You, you, you can already imagine the entire movie if someone just says Zoom Seance, and like the title of this film is is like that where you can just work you can just work out the entire thing almost um which is which is kind of handy and memorable yeah definitely i think it was in your um your interview with nightmare on film street that you said your next film had some really messed up scares in it so i was wondering if it was like torture porn-esque or not no 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 it's it's not that Me- messed up in terms of like really pushing the boundaries okay. of what a human being can can take watching on screen uh <laughs> because like sustained sustained fear is, is is something i'm really interested in because you can scare someone with a with a with a, um, a jump scare which is like one second loud yeah. noise but if you're able to hold that fear stretch that jump scare out across five minutes where you're in a constant state of the, the peak of that jump scare has anybody ever done that i don't think anyone's ever done that but we are trying to <laughs> stretch that out that moment of the peak of fear and hold you in it for as long as possible and um yeah and that's why i think this one particular sequence is the whole i think the whole film uh it will not leads to that part but it's, it's what the film will be remembered for this one particular sequence where you'll just be like i can't take it anymore i can't take it anymore um yeah so <laughs> it's so cool that you're referring to like past um uh, interviews that i did <laughs> i did my homework so i didn't want to ask you all the same things that everyone had oh no then no, that's cool so. that's really that's really cool appreciate it um i feel like a movie that did that kind of well was hereditary so i feel like you come yeah. out of that movie feeling terrible that's a good example yeah a hundred percent like ariasta absolutely smashed it um he does have sustained sustained terror in there, psychological terror, and um, yeah, that, yeah, that that film's a masterpiece. Like, oh, and I, I, I know a lot of people prefer Get Out, but I think they're on the same level to me. They're both masterpieces. They're so different, but yeah. they're so great, both of them. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so you made a short film called Dawn of the Deaf with uh, Rob Savage from Host. And how yeah. did you come up with that idea? And what was it that actually killed everyone? Was it a sound frequency or something else? Interesting. I see where this is going. Right. Um, so the... Or um, if you can't say what killed everyone, that's fine. I was no, just no, no. wondering a little bit. I was like, wait, what killed everyone? Okay. Well, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's interesting you bring it up, but I'll tell you one in a second. But the... Um, so before I knew Rob... Um, I came up, so in, I think it was 2010, I came up with the idea for Dawn of the Deaf and I wanted to make it myself. I was just like, right, like I've got this cool idea, I'll just make it. I didn't know how to make a movie. I didn't know how to direct a movie. Um, so it wasn't until I met Rob a few years later and I like I found him on Twitter and I, pit, and I basically said, let's go for a drink. Um, he hadn't ever made a horror film before or he was, he was, he was kind of doing adverts and, and comedy comedy sketches and I pitched Dawn of the Deaf to him and straight away he was like we gotta do this we, we, need, we need to do this um, and he was really the only one that I'd ever spoken to 
that just got it straight away um which is why like we work really well together because like he gets it he he know he knows they come up with these crazy like high concept ideas and like it's and these are ideas that i feel like can can take over the world like just like as soon as the someone hears the, the concept it'll just it'll just be be so interesting to them so yeah so i just pitched him doing the death and then um he said cool but let's make something smaller first so we made a film called absence a short film called absence a three minute short uh which we put into festivals did well and then we kind of knew what we were doing um and then yeah we we made dawn of the death and it stars Haley redina and caroline from host it was so cool. Um, yeah. So what was it that oh, yeah. actually killed everyone? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it was um, it was a it was a sound that killed everyone. But yeah, that okay. why and 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 where that sound came from, uh, you, you have to you have to kind of work out yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I wasn't asking that. I, I don't even know if you would know, but I just wanted. To I know. know. It was like a oh okay. All right, well, okay, <laughs> fine don't tell me it's whatever um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so last year in the middle of lockdown or at the beginning of lockdown an article came out saying that horror fans were handling lockdown better than non-horror fans why do you think that horror fans were handling lockdown better well i think we've been um we're used to like crazy like things happen not that we were prepared for what was to come this pandemic but like if you're a horror fan like you watch the stuff for entertainment like um and the fact that the stuff that happened outside in the world was actually more scary than the stuff that was happening in ho in horror films i think we well, especially myself like you become very what's the word saturated um with bad things happening to good people like elite in horror films and um so yeah so what what watching the news and just seeing all these terrible things that were happening, it was, it was shocking. But we had the thing we love the most: horror films to kind of fall back on to distract ourselves. And horror films for me are ultimately are escapism because a lot of the things that happen in horror films are fantasy. Are would never happen in real life. So you're never gonna you're never gonna meet a monster. You're never gonna see a ghost in most cases. You're never gonna meet Freddy Krueger. So that kind of escapism is really important to kind of get away from the horrors of the real world and like quite often like I just wouldn't watch the news because I, I don't I don't want to see stories about people dying um in real life but I don't mind watching campers die in in the in in Camp Crystal um yeah so I think that's why it's just we we have a way to escape um and that's horror movies um, did you watch any pandemic horror movies last year? I'm trying to think. We watched, we, I think we watched as a group, we watched the, the classic ones, which were like um, Contagion. I don't think that's really a horror movie, but um, An Outbreak, the one with the, with the monkey. Um, what other pandemic horror films were there? I mean, any zombie movie could be considered yeah pandemic. i guess so um there was that one that was um there's Steven the Soderbergh made the oh the crazies yeah, yeah that's a good shout no really I, I i don't think so i don't think i watched anything like that not that i can remember i know there was there's 
there's been a couple of films made in the pandemic that I, I haven't seen um, that were horror films. But yeah, no, like I'm, I'm like everyone else. I don't really want to watch films about <laughs> the pandemic. That's why in, in Host, it wasn't about the pandemic. It was just yeah. set now. Um, and it wasn't, it was just set in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so you said in your interview with Mick Jarvis that you don't think watching a horror movie in theaters is scary, but have you ever had any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters, even if it, you weren't scared? Did I actually say that? That doesn't sound like me that I would say that. I, I swear you did. <laughs> I, I said that I'm not scared of it. I, well, I guess because you're surrounded by like like a hundred people, um, so there's a, there's an element of safety. Oh, that's why I was because yeah, cinemas are kind of safe because you're surrounded by people. If something ever kicked off, they would probably help you. But if you're home alone and you're watching a horror film, it's you and you and your eyeballs against this ghost. Um, but yeah, oh, totally. Like again, like I bring it up to Hereditary when I watched that in in the, in the oh, theater. Yeah. That scared me senseless. I, I remember I watched it with my friend Frankie, and um, she, when she gets scared, she it's just like no, no, this is I don't like this film. This, I didn't really like that film. It's because she was too scared. Um, but I was just like I was just in shock, and I was just like, oh my god, because it's really hard to scare me uh, because I, I I'm all, I'm predicting everything that's going to happen. And Hereditary was one of those films that just really really got to me. Um, I, and like quite often like uh foreign horror films affect me more so when i watch those in the cinemas like j horrors and k horrors um they often work better in the cinema because you're really concentrating on the subtitles so mm. you're, you're kind of yeah. getting in zoning in um but yeah i mean i haven't seen the new saw movie yet myself or the new conjuring movie that came out this week but i'm sure there will be scares in that that yeah. freak me out but, yeah I, um, I saw spiral last week i thought it was really good oh cool nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> the um the writer the writer josh and the director darren they're often in on clubhouse and they they, they come into my horror rooms i run on, on clubhouse are you yeah. in a clubhouse i am i've been in a couple of your rooms but i've just never oh, i've you? never spoken up so oh you should you should okay <laughs> i will I'll, I'll come in so i have to ask yeah. what does scare you Ooh, it's difficult. Like human, like weirdly, again in Clubhouse, we yesterday we discussed who the best horror antagonist is, um, and it, it, the result was basically humans. Humans scare me because with monsters, at least in creatures, they have rules. Like they usually like, like if you if you don't look at them, they can't kill you. If or um, if you don't make a sound, then they can't kill you. But with humans, they're too erratic. You can't predict them. So. I'm more scared of like home invasions, kidnapping, someone shooting me, someone stabbing me, just the just the normal human things. Just and so yeah, humans are the only things that scare me because we can get up to all kinds of craziness yeah. for no reason. Um, that's true. A lot of people have said that before when I asked them that. <laughs> yeah, that that's me. Just 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 a very straightforward answer. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about Clubhouse because you always seem to be hosting rooms on there. How did you become such a regular user? Well, I I can't even remember how I first came across it, to be honest. I have absolutely no idea. But like early February, I um, I just joined just to see what it what it was. 
and I didn't know I didn't know a single person on there. Oh, I know what it was. My friend Amelia invited uh, invited me. She just discovered it, so went on. I couldn't really figure out what it was. It to me, it just seemed like a thousand podcasts happening at the same time, and you just had to kind of find the right one. And um, the reason why I come on there all the time and why well I only ever really go on the night time like 11 p.m midnight my time <laughs> but the reason this is because like I started the horror club which is um clubhouses made up of different clubs and at that point there was there wasn't a, horror, a, a club called horror so I made the horror club and um it kind of just took off and like it's got thousands and thousands and thousands of people now who've joined it and who there was a who and you can make a room yourself like I don't run it I just started it anyone can make a horror room and and, and talk about horror which is which is really cool and uh yeah my horror room's every Thursday at 4 p.m pacific and I just pick a subject and I never know who's going to turn up but like uh last week it was like I have Barbara Crampton is like my usual co-host but like last week I had um Kane Hodder who, who's Jason in Friday the 13th um who else oh the um d wallace the mum from et and critters she was in there as well um yeah loads of cool people like Gigi saw guerrero and um just everyone you can think of is in, in horror uh, has been in, in my rooms but it's just cool and like you forget that there are these big names in the horror world just because they just they just love horror and they want to talk about horror um yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a cool place to hang out. <laughs> what what rooms do you go in besides? My uh, room? Usually just horror rooms. There are other people that run horror esque rooms, so that's like usually... like where? I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to get back to you on that. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are also people who like do tarot card readings that I sometimes Ooh. go into their room. So okay. So yeah, yeah. I'm always interested because in, I, I I really I don't even though I've been on there for months, I, I don't know, I don't really know how to find the other rooms. <laughs> so like, I only really go in the horror rooms um, and that's it really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're my people. Yeah. That's okay. Y yeah. You don't have much free time. I'm assuming nowadays to be. Searching. Not really. I wish I did. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> so how do you decide what horror movie to watch when you're looking for something to watch? Good question. Um, so I've got a Letterboxd account, um, which is where you log movies, yeah. but it's also a good place to for people to recommend new movies to you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I often see what other people are watching, friends of mine, what what they've watched recently. You can see trends in 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 film watching that week or that day even, and I just select horror and watch it. And I've got um, various different horror streaming platforms. I've got. Um, obviously Shudder, I've got Arrow, which I, I absolutely love Arrow. I've never heard of Arrow. So Arrow is Quentin Tarantino's favourite streaming service. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> you should do the trial. Do, the, do I think it's a 30 day free trial. Okay. And you will just get so many cool, cool movies. So basically between them and Shudder, they, they kind of share the cool horror films that are out there. Um, I mostly watch horror movies just because it's research, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, and I've watched all the classics, so I guess mostly I watch new ones. Um, the, the, the big kind of blind spot for me is potentially movies, horror movies pre-1940. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to, 
I watched a lot of those um, and just brand new ones come out all the time. And so, yeah. And I, I rarely, I rarely rewatch anything now. I like to watch brand new stuff. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, yeah. Every now and then my friends and I, we play horror movie trivia over zoom every, Gee, every Sunday nice. night. We started doing it before host came out. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. After that came out, we we're like, should we have a seance one day? And we're like, no. No, definitely not. Uh, go for it. <laughs> but some, every now and then there will be a question that comes out like, what black and white 1933 movie was about something, something that we're like, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that would get me as well. So I, I would need to, I would need to really like do a proper like deep dive and all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite new horror movie of 2021 so far? Ooh, good shout. Um, okay, let me just quickly see what came yeah, out yeah. this year. Um, okay. Um, so the favorite one that I've watched this year, and it depends if you if you call it um, kind of horror. You, you probably would actually. Um, well, all the horror films that come out in twenty twenty one are really twenty twenty films, or because that have been delayed because <laughs> because of of COVID. Um, so I've watched a, a few interesting ones, like um, I watched the new Wrong Turn movie, which was which was fine, um, and um, a few others. But the film that I think I liked the most, which came out I think in America this year, but I actually watched it last year because it came out in the UK early, um, is The Vigil. Um, do you know that one? Uh, is it the one about the guy who has to sit with the dead body? I haven't seen it yet, but my friends and I, um, we're waiting for a Jewish holiday to come, yeah, to come yeah, around. Yeah. We're like, we have to be good Jews and watch it on a Jewish holiday. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it, it's not the most um, unique story before because yeah. that that storyline is kind of this is russian film called from the 60s called v v i y i don't know if you know it but it's a very similar premise where a man has to guard a body for three days um as part of the kind of like the death ceremony and i yeah i i love the vigil and for some reason hardly anyone's talking about it and they really 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 should um some of it is a little bit um cliche just a little bit but most of it is just scary as hell and they do a thing where they just point the camera at the top of some dark stairs and and just silence like no score and that always gets me just because you know at some point something's going to come out of that darkness <laughs> um so yeah i definitely think the vigil is one that more people should watch uh, right. let me let me let me know when you, what you think when you i will when you watch it I yeah really. um yeah we were going to watch it on passover but then we decided to watch the babadook instead oh so. nice nice that's a great one as well oh and so like um i'm looking at a list of uh seance movies so i can tell you my best ones uh i can't believe host is number 10 out of the top 10 oh. that is good. <laughs> i would like to speak with the manager exactly um okay so I, I can see a bunch of uh so probably yeah drag me to hell they do a um sam remy from drag me to hell they do like a seance there the others, of course, which oh, is one of the, I love the others. The best movies. Um, I absolutely, absolutely love the others. I've had meetings about the remake for the other of the others, by the way. Oh, um, oh. yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it needs to be remade. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that, that's what I told them. That's what I told them. <laughs> Thank uh, you. G- Ghost. <laughs> uh, I love the f- um, from Ghost. Um, 
yeah, that's about it. I mean, there's loads of other ones, like Veronica that came out a few years ago, which uh, that Spanish movie. I don't know if you, you saw it. No, By Paco Plaza, who did um, he did Wreck. He was the guy that directed Wreck. He did this film about this young girl who's possessed called Veronica. Really cool. Um, sorry, at London Film Festival. Um, there's a cool little British film called The Quiet Ones with Olivia Cook in it that I thought was really good as well. Um, that has a seance in it. Um, yeah. Ouija 2 I really liked as well Ouija 2 oh yeah um, yeah no I really like that movie yeah <laughs> so on the flip side what uh horror movies are you most looking forward to seeing this year so yeah Conjuring 3 I haven't seen yet comes out this week so um I'll probably watch that tomorrow actually I might take a rare break day if I can and and, and watch that um what else is coming out this year? Oh, Candyman's coming out this year. I, that, actually, probably Candyman is the, the big one I, I, I want to watch. Um, Werewolves Within, my friend Josh Rubin's film, comes out very soon as well. Um, my Blumhouse film, <laughs> which shall not be named, is coming out. Oh, um, my friend Gigi, Gigi Saul Guerrero, she is making a film for Blumhouse right now called Bingo. And that will come out... I, sometime this year again i think i think maybe october or september or something um i can't wait to see that because Gigi's cool and she has a real interesting cool style and so that horror film bingo uh what else oh uh the clubhouse anthology movie that i told you about that my friend sebastian <laughs> is doing uh made up of filmmakers that he met on clubhouse oh, cool. um yeah it's really cool um yeah so he literally just one day found a bunch of writers and directors and clubhouse gave, gave them the money to, to make short films and then just putting it together in, in an anthology film that's called symphony symphony that's out later on this year cool um yeah that's that's basically that's yeah. basically the what i'm looking forward to this year nice i'm right after this i'm meeting some friends to go see a quiet place too oh so. nice oh that one too so the, the, the real crazy thing is like genuinely one week before the uk lockdown i had a preview ticket to a preview screen of quiet place 2 this was february last year and for some reason i was just like i said to, to my friend oh you you take these tickets like um, i'll watch it when it comes out in like a month or something because i was busy and then i had to wait this long for it <laughs> i feel like i've watched that trailer a thousand times i know yeah like oh my god it's, it's uh, but yeah I, I'm looking forward to it yeah uh, I'll let you know how it is hopefully it's yeah good. yeah please do <laughs> um, are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like or do you hold any unpopular horror movie opinions that's interesting you, I guess like so I don't know I don't know if you've heard me say this in an interview before but the very 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 first thing I was involved with is the sequel to the film Birdemic, I, um, Birdemic 2. I don't yes. know if you know what Birdemic is. but it's I heard you talk movie. about this. It would, I thought the story yeah. was so cool that you're like, I can get this scene here. And then you're like, how do I do this? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I like, I like. I mean, the, the, the first Birdemic movie is a movie that people have grown to like just out of um, curiosity. But Birdemic 2, the one that I actually co-produced, in 2013 is kind of like a terrible movie but if you're the right level of drunk it'll be the best movie you ever see i promise because it's got everything it's got time travel it rains blood 
there's zombies there's obviously killer birds that explode there's cgi jellyfish there's there's a cgi ambulance there's a 10 minute dance scene i don't know what more you want from a movie that's what everything pandemic (laughs) too yeah yeah i I tell everyone that uh, the movie Cats is better if you're on something. So it oh, yeah. like this is this is so, <laughs> Actually, like, was this before Host? Yeah, it must have been before we made Host. Um, we all went, all the, or everyone who was in Host, basically, but before we made Host, we went to see Cats in the cinema, and it basically um, was an experience and a half. <laughs> yeah when my friends and i went to go see it it was basically like the rocky horror show there was lots of participation yeah mm-hmm. it was the best uh, exactly <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a real fun drunk watch for sure yeah 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 <laughs> um if you could remake one horror movie which one would it be uh night of the comet my favorite film i i would definitely remake that there's um there's rumors that it's going to be remade at some point, but like, I want to, I want to do it. So that, I guess they already tried to remake Nightmare on Elm Street, but I would like to give it a go. Um, what else? Host? No, I don't know. No. <laughs> no. Imagine someone remade Host. Oh. Um, I'm sure they will at some point. Um, it'd be interesting. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I don't. Um, I don't think we need too many horror remakes, to be quite honest. We've got already got a lot out there. If it's done in the right way, like I'm sure this Candyman one is going to be great. Um, fair enough, but yeah. uh, I'd rather want more original movies. Awesome. So my last question is, yeah. if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? Ooh, okay. Definitely not Michael Myers because he's not very talkative. Um, <laughs> it would probably be, I mean, Candyman's a bit too serious as well. Probably Freddy because he might kill me, but at least he's funny. <laughs> He'd like make some funny jokes. Um, yeah, and like, I'd probably help him like come up with his like his next one liners. Like me and him would spend the holiday just coming up with one liners. <laughs> uh, like, bon appetit, bitch. Stuff like that. <laughs> um yeah like so freddy krueger i think (laughs) well thank you so much for taking the time to be here and chatting with me this was amazing um do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on the internet and clubhouse and all that yeah you can find me at jed shepherd on twitter and instagram and yeah just search my name jed shepherd on clubhouse to find me just join the horror club just type in horror and then (laughs) and then go to the club thing and then join the horror club club and then you can talk to horror people and me um, and that's it and just stay tuned for like the films that are coming out that i'm doing with my friends and i've got a video game that's coming out called ghosts as well Ooh. did you know that no i had no idea oh okay 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 yeah, just very not, quickly yeah <laughs> I, i'm so i'm doing a live action video game called ghosts starring the girls from host there they are yep <laughs> And um, yeah, so we're, we're making that right, make, making that right now. It's coming out early next year, and you get to basically be in a horror film with the, with these girls, try and save them. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a whole thing, and I'm direct, writing, directing. Um, 
but it's it's a game going to be out on, on all formats oh so, that's so cool yeah it's it's going to be cool and like hopefully people like it and i like, get to make more of them so uh yeah hopefully yeah. like you like it <laughs> yeah awesome well thank you so much again um this was really awesome so i will thank see you, you around on twitter soon that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jed Shepard and thanks again to Jed for coming on. Make sure you get a subscription to Shutter so you can check out Host if you haven't already. Again, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes and you can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod or on Instagram at Who's There Podcast. Or if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at hello at Who's Until next time, stay scary and get vaccinated. <laughs>